welcome to NeoCast. Join us each week as we discuss challenges in government contracting, strategies, and solutions for your businesses. We'll dive into managed IT, cybersecurity, workforce advancement, and much, much more. Sharing is caring, and we've got top-shelf advice to help you navigate today's biggest challenges. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of CISOs Speak. We are talking to some of the top chief information security officers in the country, and today we are honored and pleasured to have Miss Nicole Dean back with us. Hello, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us again today. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. We've been doing a little series uh, that we are calling CISOs Speak, and we're trying to focus on CMMC and the supply chain, especially given now that we are in a slightly different situation than we were when you and I and Katie Arrington spoke back in, I think it was now February or maybe mid-March. And, uh, you know, a lot of things are changing, but the government's not slowing down. DOD is not slowing down. CMMC is moving forward. So we wanted to kind of get your perspective on how that is challenging right now. What are you guys doing with the supply chain? But first and foremost, if you wouldn't mind just reintroducing yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and a brief history of sort of how you got to this position and how you might be related to the CMMC work and its creation, as we know you do sit on the board. So if you could tell us a little bit about that, and then we'll jump into some questions. Sure. Nicole Dean, I am currently the Chief Information Security Officer for Accenture Federal Services, as well as a director on the CMMC Accreditation Body Board. Uh, my background is primarily working in the, the U.S. government. Um, I've worked for civilian agencies, DOD agencies, intel agencies throughout my career in the government, finishing up my service as a SES with the Department of Homeland Security, responsible for the cybersecurity of the federal executive civilian branch of government. After I left government service, I went to industry, and I've held three industries. Uh, positions. The first was at uh, Raytheon, serving as a cyber subject matter expert, then off to Goodyear as their first ever global chief information security officer, um, where I was finally recruited to come to uh, a center federal services and be their first chief information security officer. Um, and because of that government, uh, as well as industry background in the cyber and IT field, you know, I applied and was accepted to be a part of the CMMC accreditation body. And I I am responsible for the infrastructure committee within that, as well as a co-chair for our ethics and compliance committee. But as the, the head of the infrastructure, my responsibility is building, obviously, the internal infrastructure for the CMMC, as well as uh, coordinating with DOD on the, the information types and things that uh, you know are going to be shared as a result of the assessments. And longer term is building an approved products list that people can use. Great. Awesome. So you have a couple of different perspectives that you'll probably take in answering some of these questions. And we appreciate both your perspective as a Censure Federal's CISO, but also as someone who is on the accreditation body. So feel free to give us your perspective as much as you feel comfortable from either of those um, roles that you play in some of these questions that I'd love to chat with you now about. One of the things that we're really looking to hear from uh, CISOs around the country and specifically uh, related to DOD contractors is, you know, what are you hearing that's trending right now for primes as it relates to CMMC? 
So nothing has changed um, as far as the, the CMMC schedule. So, um, you know, CMMC was really created to have a, a trust but verified type model to make sure that we are having consistent application of cybersecurity controls across the defense industrial base. And, you know, using the accreditation body as an independent organization to certify the accreditors that are going to come in and look at the, the DIP companies. So, you know, the implementation timeline has, has not changed. You're looking at approximately 10 contracts that will have the initial CMMC requirement going out um, this fall. So companies, you know, it should be getting ready for CMMC assessments, knowing that there's going to be 10 this fall with the full rollout of the CMMC and expected to happen over a five-year time period to be completed by the end of 2026. So as prime contractors, a lot of the larger firms may already be at certain levels that are probably going to be pretty easy for them to attain. But of course, you have a ton of subcontractors that you're usually working with on large contracts. How has Accenture started to think about communicating to subcontractors? Is there a strategic approach that you're thinking about as far as helping them to get up to certification and time for those contracts? So, I mean, the CMMC requirement is going to be a new contract going forward. And so we've already, you know, been communicating with all our subs, um, making sure that, one, they're aware of the CMMC standard that DOD has put out there and making sure that they're actually planning and understanding what levels that they want to be at. So we've been, you know, on regular communications, talking with our subs and then prioritizing, looking at which ones are looking to achieve which level so that we understand, you know, going forward how that uh, mix of our subs will feed into our supply chain as we pursue work with the Department of Defense. Gotcha. And when you said that 10 are going to be coming up in September, are you referring to 10 new contracts that will be open for bid in September that primes need to be aware of and ready for to respond? Yes, so DOD is referring those as Pathfinder. And so they have said there'll be approximately 10 brand new contracts that will have the initial CMMC requirement in them. Uh, Not that they're all going to be released come the fall, but that we will start seeing release this fall. So primes and then their their subs will need to be ready um, once those RFPs come out to actually have assessments against them to make sure that they are meeting um, whatever CMMC level requirement is specified in those RFPs. And again, um, as DOD is stating, is that, you know, Crimes can be one level. There can be different levels for subs depending on what they're doing and what type of information is going to be required of those subcontractors. Great. So out of curiosity, have they given any indications as to what the level of the certification will be required for those or that will that still be remain to be seen? So that would be DOD's position to take. So let's say it's remaining to be seen. Not sure quite yet exactly what levels we will see in, in the fall. Fair enough. My assumption that you'll definitely see levels one, two, and three as, you know, that is going to be the majority of the defense industrial base as far as certification. And DOD has um, repeatedly stated that the levels four and five will be the, the minority of the defense industrial base. Gotcha. So are you seeing any challenges related to technologies in getting up to certification? And what what are you thinking about as possible solutions for any of those types of challenges you might be seeing? I haven't really seen technology as far as a limitation of achieving the the goals set out in the CMMC model. It's really uh, ensuring that you have your, your documentation and your processes 
thoroughly outlined that an assessor is going to come in and see. So, you know, many companies, you know, in talking to our subs, you know, and even looking internally, you know, many companies have, you know, processes and procedures in place, but is the documentation uh, going to be sufficient for what an assessor is going to want? So it's really making sure that you have that documentation uh, extremely tight, on hand, ready, and that you can validate and prove that your processes are meeting what's actually written down on paper. Um, and I think that's the, the biggest challenge for companies to, to kind of go through is making sure that you, you have that the level of specificity that the model is going to require. Interesting. So again, for large contractors, that may be that there is already a lot of in-house work, in-house departments and talent uh, and resources to make sure that the compliance is met. With the smaller subcontractors that may be in your supply chain, are you all offering or or how are you thinking about assistance to them in order to be able to bring their uh, systems within compliance? And does automation play a role of that and or platforms or other technology? How are you all thinking about that for your subcontractors? If you look at what the model is, I mean, at a level one, that's already a FAR requirement. So, you know, subs should already be meeting the controls that are listed in the FAR as it exists today. So there, there shouldn't be anything new that, that companies are seeing. It's really as companies want to get in, you know, into level two or three that there's additional controls that, you know, they may need to meet that they hadn't previously been meeting. And so, I mean, we have an open Q&A forum that we've established with our subs that they can ask us questions, we can educate them. There's tons of tools out there. Um, you know, I, I don't want to be a voice to say this is the best tool, but there's a lot of different tools that have already been developed out there that can help a company do a self-assessment of where they are today. And contractors should be looking at some of those tools to help them do an internal assessment if they don't have something already in-house developed. Um, many of the tools are much better to, to help you automate and figure out where you are rather than trying to, you know, create a huge mapping through Excel spreadsheets on, on where you're at. You know, we're also looking at ways that we can help our subs through creating enclaves within our infrastructure so that we could put some of our, our subs that um, may not be at the maturity level we'd want them to be for our contract, that we would be able to put them within our, our own infrastructure enclaves and they would sit within the Accenture space rather than using their, their own equipment so that they would be at the certification level that we are as a company writ large. Ah. Yeah, that's smart. So, I mean, speaking about certification, we know that that means that there needs to be auditors in the system. You know, you and I and Katie, when we had our last conversation, we threw numbers around 300,000 contractors who are going to need to be coming up to certification. Um, and the fact that there had not been to date, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, any auditors actually announced or in business just yet. So um, what are you thinking about as far as the time crunch, getting things done by September, not just having your subcontractors and yourself ready in compliance, but actually having the auditors and getting in the lineup to be approved and certified? There's still no auditors announced. We as the AB are working diligently with the uh, Department of Defense, developing the the training material that's uh, going to go out in the process for um, vetting actually people that want to be an assessor or a C3PA company themselves and are planning to launch within the next few months so that we can have people ready, you know, to assess companies come come the fall. But again, you have to remember that this is a phased approach that DOD is looking at. So you're looking at only 10 companies in the next year's timeframe and that this is going to expand from next year through to the end of 2026. Mm-hmm. 
So it's going to be not everybody at once. It's going to be a phased approach over time. You know, come September, not all 300,000 companies are going to need sure. to be certified. They're going to need to be certified over a five-year time frame. So the same thing is going to be, you know, you're going to see the amount of assessors increase, you know, from this year through 2026. And it's not that everybody has to be ready all at once. So sure. we're working that timeline to make sure that there'll be enough assessors come the, the fall time frame for when these initial pathfinder contracts come out and then grow the assessor pool over time to meet the demand and to ensure that um, we map to meeting the 2026 deadline to have full CMMC implementation. So I have to ask, we know that this specifically affects any contractors that are working with the DOD, but a lot of things have changed in the last few months. Namely, COVID has come on the scene and a lot more cybersecurity attention has been paid to the way in which we're needing to rapidly allow different parts of industries data and access and therefore cyber attacks and cybersecurity is becoming even more pronounced than it has before when it's you know, already been a pretty high level of alert across all industries. Have you been approached by or have you heard any noise in this system about how more departments will adopt this level of certification, not just DOD? And, and is there sharing in that information of how you develop the certification? And I'm specifically thinking about a lot of things um, with over in DHS or even outside to, you know, private industries like healthcare that have come up as a result of everything that's happening right now. Any finger on the pulse there that you'd like to share? So I know that I know the goal that DOD is looking for is that the CMMC can be adopted by other entities. Um, you know, Katie herself, I know, has stated, you know, she sits at the National Acquisition Council, um, is sharing what, uh, what DOD is doing. And, you know, traditionally what you've seen is that if DOD takes the lead and gets something out in um, one of their DFARS requirements that is, uh, you know, contractually mandated, you actually do see that picked up, you know, and ultimately pulled into a FAR requirement. So I I mean, I know from my perspective, taking off my AB hat and putting my Accenture hat on, I would love to see that adopted through the, the federal government so that there's a single standard that contractors have to meet. Is that where we're at today? I don't know, but I know that is the goal that has been working for and that DOD is also hoping that we can see greater adoption um, both within the federal government, but across the international space as well. Sure. Well, we don't do this in front of a live audience, but I have to imagine that if we had one, they'd all be applauding and saying, amen, sister, uh, we need some uniformity so that we can, you know, wrap our heads around our daily work and not have to think about 17 million different uh, requirements that we need to adhere to and, and from all different places. So I think that that's a good hopeful to have as far as making it more uniform. So just in wrapping us up here, What's life like for CISO right now, uh, you know, given everything and the complexity of the universe right now? Has it changed much? Are you experiencing that you're having to focus on things that maybe you weren't predicting for this particular quarter, especially given that you're also tied up in this accreditation board and everything here? Or how's, how's life going? So, you know, I think for me, obviously, the, the number of threats has increased. The, the phishing and the malicious domains um, that COVID has created for attackers to take advantage of has, you know, just exploded loaded out there. Besides that, I mean, we as a company from a center standpoint, we were we've always been built to be able to to work anywhere. So so for us, the challenges of moving from, you know, in the office to work from home were 
limited to none sure. because we've already designed our enterprise to support our people to be able to work anywhere, anytime in, in the way that we operate. So from that aspect, thankful that we were ready. And that's the way we, that we had designed our enterprise and, and modeled it from both from an IP, but also to ensure that you get the same security protections wherever you're working, which is good. But yes, the, the threat landscape has just exploded. So from, from that aspect, if you if you look at our SOC and CERT team, I mean, the, the number of things that we're dealing with have just exploded due to due to COVID. It's, it's due to working from home. Sure. It's due to people trying to take advantage of the, the COVID situation and, you know, figure out ways to use that to attack companies. Right, right. I mean, it's not lost on me that we're talking about supply chain in the future for working on large government contracts, but everyone is talking about supply chain period in the world right now because that's truly what's um, looking most vulnerable to any industry and often the un- unseen supply chain that most people don't realize, you know, how their burger gets to their house, for instance, or something along those lines. So uh, it's good that you guys have the purview of what that takes uh, from inside the work that you do, uh, because you're probably able to quickly make the analogous jump over to other industries that are now suffering cyber attacks throughout their supply chains. Interesting, interesting times. Well, what's next steps for you in this whole process? What are you working on next as a big initiative within Accenture and then also within your role with the accreditation board? From the accreditation board, like I said, I mean, we are we are diligently working with the Department of Defense right now to you know to meet their timelines, um, you know, develop the training that uh, is going to be released, and developing you know, how we're going to certify and permit people to become an assessor in a in a C3PO. So, I mean, we are actively working with them on a weekly, daily basis on what that's actually going to look like. And we are on target for, you know, meeting dates to get that out to the public. So I tell people, you know, if, if you aren't watching the cmmcab.org website, that that's where you, you need to be keeping track of because that's where the latest information on when all these things are going to happen will be posted at. So, you know, if you're not, Make sure you are. And then from an Accenture standpoint, it's making sure that we are ready to have the CMMC assessment and, you know, feeling confident that we are. And then, you know, the normal processes that we're always doing, the threat landscape is always changing. So what, you know, what else can we add to our security stack to make us even better? You know, we are always in a discovery mode there. That that never goes away. And it shouldn't for any company. I mean, you know, it, it, it is not like the threat stays consistent across time. Absolutely. Well, the saying goes, offense is often the best defense. So it's good for you all to position yourself in that way. Well, Nicole, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I really thank you on behalf of Neosystems and myself for always making yourself available to help just educate and inform any of our listeners on all of this stuff that's coming out. It's a lot for people to comprehend right now and to be on top of especially in a time where, to your point, people are dealing with even more threats. And um, so we just really appreciate your expertise and your time and your willingness to lend that to educating people around. So appreciate you being here. Thank you very much. Well, thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Take care. The Neosystems Difference. We specialize in serving organizations of all sizes. In today's fiercely competitive market, is your organization constantly searching for ways to gain the advantage over competitors? Smart organizations are paying more attention to their strategic back office operations. Neosystems offers scalable back office services and solutions to improve your organization with a team of industry experts, industry-leading information technology tools, and an advanced technical infrastructure. 
from software hosting and security solutions to managed accounting services, Neosystems will custom build solutions and services that are tailored to fit your organization's needs. Check us out on the internet at neosystemscorp.com. That's neosystemscorp.com.